Well, welcome back to episode three of Nine Plus One. This week, we are actually going to drink a cider to change it up a little bit. Week one was a red wine. Week two was a white. Week three is Lobo Cider, which is a South Australian cider company. I'll grab the bottle here for those watching. I've already opened it to make sure there's nothing too awkward going on. I did a bit of research on this company. Um, I actually met the cider maker a couple of years ago. His name's Warwick. Um, they're actually five generations in. Five generations of growing and growing apples, making juice, making cider. And these people make one of the best ciders I personally have ever drank. We drank it once. Yeah, it was good stuff. Lobo Real. I couldn't find that. So this is the Lobo. How would you pronounce that? The bodega, Bodicia. Bodicia. Let's go with that. I don't actually know, but um, yeah. Look, while I pour some wine, why don't you start the show, Nick? Yeah, cool. So, welcome everyone to episode three. As Nathan said, um, beautiful muggy Sunday today. We're overlooking a uh, a currently full dam or close to capacity. What what's the what's the capacity you reckon? Is so, it ninety percent? We're trying to work this out. I reckon we're at probably eighty percent, which our dam, we estimate, since we dug it out, can hold 150 meg. And um, Jesus. That's 150 million litres. Yeah. Side story, I asked two different people yesterday how much water they reckon the dam holds. And it's unfair to do it. But the first one was like, oh, 400,000 litres. <laughs> and the next person was like, oh, maybe 5 million. But people just, I don't know. It's hard to contextualise how much water there actually is. But um, yeah, 150 million litres and I reckon... I don't know where the extra 20% is going to go. Yeah, so if I look over now, you can see the pipe where the water's coming out and it looks from here maybe, what, like that much? Yeah. Below the pipe. And if you put that over, I think it's a, a four to five acre area. That's a lot of water. So the plan is we're going to buy a, a brand new 2019 Malibu or 2020 Malibu on, <laughs> on Afterpay. <laughs> between myself, Nathan and Luke and just rip it in here nice. with a jet ski. That's, yeah, I'd like a, a jet ski be good in here. Um, I have, I put that in words, didn't I? You did. Before Nathan starts to pay himself, he will buy a brand new jet ski. I told them. Um, cheers, mate. Actually, yeah, cheers. This is going to be really good. Unfiltered. <laughs> fucking good colour. Oh, yeah, that's good shit. That is good shit. Um, very different to the cider I make, but we'll go to that in a bit. Um, I might be changing shifts at work. I don't know. And I put in for weekends as a preference. So I said, if I got weekends, um, it might be like an 18th, 18 month stint. And I said, if I have to do that, the only way I'll survive is if I buy a jet ski afterwards. <laughs> so That'd it's be in sick, words. But in this dam, that would be oh. amazing. I well, firstly, I haven't seen Dad this happy in a long time. Like a long, long time. The news of Anthony and Damien soon to be having babies and breaking of the drought has just put him in a good mood. So yeah. Anyway, enough about the dam. Um, yeah. So dam's amazing. Um, an update. Uh, I was travelling overseas this week through New Zealand, just meeting a few of our uh, suppliers, which was really good. And I think. That um, touches on to our first point today, which is the the impact 
of meeting someone face to face uh, has on uh, relationship building. So you've been emailing these people for how long now? Since since I probably started being their that customer in yeah. uh, probably mid November, mid November. Four months ago. Yeah, in the New Zealand market. Yeah, cool. Um, so you went over, you met them. How important was that? Well, it was five days. And the hard part is if you've got five days and you have five supplies, there's only so much quality time you can have with these these people. Um, so it was important that, you know, okay, there's niceties. Let's talk about the rain for a little bit. Let's talk about the country. And then let's get to, you know, the roots of it all. Um, so from my point of view, it was really important. Uh, I'm not really worried about, you know, being nervous during a first interaction. You normally aren't. Was anyone, did everyone know your age or was anyone a bit shocked? Yeah, so that was kind of the first thing. Um, I can imagine. A, a, yeah, there was a few, a few like, okay, I thought you were in your 30s. Um, so it is kind of a step back when you're 25. But the reality is they, they don't take you for your age or if they do, they're not really. Yeah, we've spoke about this. Anyone that's going to be, um, like, anyone that looks down on that, it's probably not someone you want to be real close to anyway. I think it's amazing that you're 25 and in this. So it's good experience. I mean, like looking back on it, you know, you're sitting in these, um, sitting in these meetings with people that, you know, have been in the industry for a long amount of time. So I have a lot of respect for them. And you know, my my goal is to to listen, not really tell them what, like, because I'm still learning. I don't know anything about this industry. Like, I need to spend the time to understand their perspectives. 100%. If I just act like I know what I'm talking about, well, then I am going to look like that arrogant 25 year old who should go back to uni. Uh, so it was a really good experience and I think I have made a lot of progress with the relationships with those five suppliers, um, which was, which was really good. We, I said we would talk about this. Um, I just came from breakfast with some mates and our friend Hayden asked me, he's like, where's your relationships at with some of your, um, customers? And to be honest, they're probably not where I want them to be. Um, I, like I said this to them, I was like. I won't say who, but most of them, I haven't really had the time to check in on everyone, follow up. If it is a follow up, sometimes it's just a, like an email or a message, which I don't think is good enough. I know that I need to meet people and see them in person and build that relationship and I haven't been able to do it. So that's probably something I need to focus on, but yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Made me think about it and therefore can act on it. But yeah, yep. relationships, super important me i wish i could quit my job but i can't (laughs) (laughs) i would i would love to spend more time even just going to dinners and shit that shit is uh, right up my alley that'd be really fun yeah but the reality is nate like you know you could you can send an email you can send a text it doesn't take that long and it probably takes less time to just pick up the phone and just give them a call and be like how you been you know any feedback on from the customers you know at the end of the day that's what you need you need feedback from your customer base to understand what to do with your product and you know it it, it doesn't take long to just pick up and say hey how are you yeah i know i need it i need to do it more like i can i can see that um but yeah no relationship building is something that i see is very valuable in any business it's probably more important than anything especially with today's technology ordering is kind of taken care of everything yeah me especially being just me and media um yeah it's something stretch for time but also still very important yours is still a heavily face-to-face industry mm-hmm. like mine i think the primary industry sort of thing it's it's still heavily face-to-face i mean your cider can taste good that's great but if you're an absolute knob jockey yeah. to talk to well they're not going to want to deal with you yeah. you know and you're not going to get 
the reputation that you hold won't won't stand against you know those big corporates that you're in reality trying to eat into i was talking to michael today who works for coca-cola and he has thousands of people in his position for that company in australia which is just insane how do you compete with that you can't there's you don't even bother what i need to do actually i think is probably go to more markets i think that's we've talked about this that's your clientele that's where there's better margin and i probably operate better in the market situation just that's how i grew up going to markets but um you and i would be good to go to that well your your competitive advantage i think is your story and how close you are to what's actually going on you know and people at the markets actually give a shit about that 100 you know your, your average joe at the pub doesn't probably won't go to the bartender and be like hey can you tell me about the uh the background of cedar creek cider yeah no like, one does. some will but and i've yeah, offered that most won't. some of the places i've got in i've said look i'd actually love to come <clears throat> and introduce your bar staff to cedar creek cider because if they can have a direct conversation with their customer and say this is cedar creek cider blah 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 nathan Sion, <laughs> um fourth generation like this is a story therefore the people that are buying that have a connection to the cider and just we will enjoy the cider more i think that's a a big deal if someone can connect to the product they're, they're gonna want to drink it and they're gonna have a better experience drinking it for sure and even going back to when um the cans exploded that was something i noticed people that knew me directly really weren't bothered by it like i might have had um probably 20 cases refunded out of fucking nearly 300 um that probably should have been refunded um and yeah it came down to did the person know me or not and if they didn't they wanted their money back or to some extent wanted a refund which is fair which is totally fair i cop that on the chin yeah um yeah that's fucking very true it's it's but you're in a different like now okay there's personal relationships okay which is just you're trying to help each other become the best person that you can be yeah. which is that whole sitting who do you want sitting at your table type thing in a commercial point of view but it's it's a okay how can we benefit both parties you know someone's not going to take on your side unless they can see themselves getting an ROI on that or return on investment and then the other thing is okay it's all well and good to sit at that meeting and be all happy larry and be like yes we can do this we can do we can change the world together if none of that that gets put into action that that shit isn't forgotten 100 percent. so I don't, I don't know how your conversations went when you initially reached out to your suppliers but i'm sure that it was you know let's let's put this into action i'm not saying empty words here no you're right most and it's funny most of the people still the the the, the customers that i have a lot of them I haven't been the cheapest cider to buy by far. Like um, the people at the George sat me down and said, look, here's, here's what I'm paying for like another company. I'm a lot more expensive. Like it has to be. That's when I'm in this growing stage, it's not cheap to make it. And I hope I want to drop that price for everyone in time and I will. But like right now, yeah, my cider is relatively expensive for um, pubs and stuff to buy. Um, yeah. But that relationship, the people that have taken me on, um, you can tell it's not directly ROI. They can see the value of having the product in a local community. Yep. Um, but once you get outside of this area, if they don't know me, that's a lot harder to do. And that's the key for you breaking out. But in reality, I mean, their strategy could be a, it's a PR stint. 
Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're appeasing the, the mass right now. You know, everyone wants his cider on. Well, let's fucking put his cider on. Yeah. People asking for it helps. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of companies that I need to approach and talk to and try and get in with. Which, the more I think about it, I just need to do it. Like, no excuse to not have done it yet. You know, I have fucking coffee every weekend. Could, could well, be going yeah. to see someone. <laughs> Depends what you're doing in your morning. I mean, you yeah. do Arvo's just, don't you? So. Yeah, I'm working Arvo's. Um, my morning's normally... Last couple of weeks been pretty busy, but still, I, I can make time. There's, there's no excuse. I need to get out to Mittagong and Bowl again. I haven't really got anyone out there. Um, I think that's a good market to get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of been a lot of time has been taken up with this. Well, not this podcast, but um, the new amount of media that we're trying to put out is exciting for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I think one of my biggest focus this year is actually developing my online customer base, trying to cut out the middleman. Um, but yeah, that's why are we talking so much about cider? Pick another topic, Buzz. <laughs> Mate, I'm talking about relationships. That's all about that's that's that that is yeah. my role. You Look, know, like that's what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, like every day, I'm on the phone to to our suppliers, and it's important that we have a good working relationship. You know, I don't want to go into too much detail what we talk about, but it's it's important that it is a give and take. It's not just me demanding stuff. You know, I'm in the business of Bothering ensuring that we don't run out of supply. Well, how do I do that? I don't piss off the suppliers. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So it's a, it, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy dealing with people on a daily basis. Some people aren't meant for it. Yeah. Some people aren't meant for dealing with customers or suppliers on a daily basis and talking to them, which is fine. They don't work in that industry. Yeah. But um, I guess my point is just how important it is to um, you know, pick up that phone instead of sending a text message, even from a personal point of view. I mean, if you have school friends, which I can guarantee we all have schoolmates that have gone their separate ways and you think to yourself... I should make the effort and at least talk to them. Just pick up the fucking phone instead of messaging. And I need to follow my own advice. I struggle with that too, time to time. But I love that we have been calling each other probably once a week now, near the end of the week. Yeah, well, I do it every Friday just, when I'm driving home from work. <laughs> just to say, hey, Dick, when are you free yeah. to do this podcast? It's good. When's coffee? That's the, that's the two topics that we consistently make happen. And I need that. I need to have coffee on the weekend with the boys, like Monday to Friday. It's just fucking work. Yep. And the weekend I need a detox, I guess, which is fun. I mean, it's hard. You watch enough, I don't want to say it because we talk about it every week, but you watch enough Gary Vee and you think, oh, fuck, I'm wasting my time spending a $5 coffee when I could invest it in this and make $5,000 in three days. Yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> but the reality is that that hour or two hours that I get to spend with my mates yeah. every Saturday value? is a good reset yeah. and a good way to just get your mind out of what's been going on and just you know, relax with them and catch up and see what's going on. You know, it's really important. I, I felt very fortunate yesterday sitting with you guys and just thinking, you know what, we have like a really good group that's come organically from different outlets. I was, know? yeah. that's Some from Maccas, some from CrossFit, some from being in a mutual relationship. You know, <laughs> like it, it's, it's really cool how it's all formed. I was thinking about that before. I actually have a complete new friend group since the dam's been empty. None of my current, like, oh, like, yeah, sorry. Some of my friends have seen it, but like the three people I had breakfast with this morning, none of them have ever seen the dam full. And that to me was like, holy fuck, that's a lot Wait, of change. Looking at it. 
yeah well i didn't even realize until i was sitting there thinking none of you have been on the dam with a jet ski or the fucking barbecue on the floating raft which we're gonna do soon yeah what is that have you seen the raft oh that green the green raft yeah have Chuck you dug a, a hole for that there? to do putt putt? I mean, obviously, don't dig the hole all the way through, but that'd be cool if you could no, dug a hole and do some putt putt. Yeah. Or somewhere to tee off from. Oh, that's so tee off. good. Yeah, that would be I fun. need to get better at golf. 100%. Oh, what's going on this week? What is in your life this week? So, I'm moving to, uh, to Mossman today with my cousin, Rachel. Um, I currently have no furniture to my name, so it is a pretty easy move. Just pick up two two backpacks then I'm good to go um I am like the idea of moving every month I don't really like like I'm looking forward to having a bit of consistency with where I stay but the nature of the job like which I love I don't I don't have any issues with it is the fact that I I wouldn't be confident in saying I could be in Australia in six months time yeah I could be but I could also not be um which is well where's your take this is actually a good conversation to have what do you see has changed in owning a home in the last three, four years? Um, it's well, I think owning a home versus renting. For people that don't know what that is, it's basically um, the fact that if you want to build something, it's a good idea to not own your home. Some of the most wealthy people in the world rent. And the home that they live in, or the home that they live in is rent and their investments are out other houses or stocks or whatever. But um, You got it out eventually, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, rent where you want to live. Rent where you want to live. And oh, I sound like that fucking chick that was like, I don't understand why people are homeless. Just buy a house. Not that easy. What? <laughs> Haven't you seen that? No. You haven't seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't watched that video of just buy a house. Really? Grace is looking at me like you're an alien. All right. So we're going to find this and it's going to be inserted so that I don't look like a dickhead. Is this another but Nathan fact? That's no, no, 100%. There's a, there's a chick that records herself and she's like, If you're homeless, just buy a house. And it went viral. Like, it's fucking so funny. I'm sure we're all going to watch it right now. We're not going to watch it right now. No, not us. Oh, okay, yeah. Everyone, yeah, look it up and be like, this guy's <laughs> so full of shit. I don't care that you haven't seen it. No, like, <laughs> Grace has already put it in. Um. <laughs> uh, no, I think um, the, the, the way it's, it's interesting, there's still, you know, the couples that meet when they're 17, 18, get a house by the 23, have a kid at 25, have a second kid at 27, own a dog. Don't think that's smart. I just don't. Well, I... They if they if they love each other and are happy with it, happy for them. I yeah, mean, it's not. And yeah. the the mass aren't doing that. I don't think it's definitely changed. People well, are becoming it's more too selfish. hard to buy a house these days. Yeah. just in general. And people are more privy to the return on investment you could be doing if you go this way. I mean, you think of the Grant Cardones of this world. All they do is push, invest, invest, invest. Yeah. Burn your cash and just put it in places. Get away from the banks. But it's you know, people didn't know that back in the day. I think it comes back to, are you ready to sacrifice for a decade? Mm. That's kind of where it sits. Are you ready when you're 20 to invest for a decade to make the rest of your life better? Like for some people that might end up being um, living like very humbly, maybe not even having like any serious relationships and putting all of your money into real estate or stocks or whatever. 
because if you can sacrifice that 10 year window you can build a serious amount of wealth which is essentially what i'm doing with this business but it's it's hard it, like that's generational knife like you think of you think of your parents mark and Linnell, or my parents you know when they were growing up their parents didn't have the wealth that our parents have exactly. so they were forced to go out and make a, a life for themselves which is probably why the whole get a block of land and build your wealth that way was probably so popular yeah. you know get your own piece of land because the reality is nowadays we're just living at home you know we're we're expense free in a lot of times so it is it should be easier to um sacrifice for a decade it's as yeah i've even said it and i already feel like a dick because i've just got good circumstance like <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was like i know oh. that's not <laughs> not your int- like no i feel like a dick about what i said i am very lucky in the fact that i have a good relationship with my parents and i don't value the judgment of others so i don't mind living at home yeah a lot of people why wouldn't you live at home why the fuck wouldn't i yeah I'm so lucky stupid to, to go out and rent when yeah. you live at home and it's it's easy going yeah. like why would you do that you're saving yourself 200 bucks a week minimum you know and then 50 percent of the people listening to this podcast are like fucking shut up you don't know like my circumstance don't tell me i can live at home you know what i mean like, yeah we're lucky we i know we're lucky yeah you know, so i, I just never, I never say that. i never complain about my parents or my life i Your don't complain. Are yeah but I, I don't complain about it. i know i'm lucky yeah. Like I'm, I'm, you know, very fortunate to be in the position I'm in. All I'm getting at is, the, generationally, it has changed. Yeah. For, for okay, maybe not for everyone, but for a lot of people, you know, they're they're growing up. Their parents have a lot more equity than their parents did. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the the fear is for me in 20 years time, you know, when all these parents just decide to kick the bucket and they all die, you know, it's not all going to happen at once. Think about the supply of houses that will be coming on the market because their kids don't want the house. It'll be interesting. That will like the the supply of housing will be ridiculous because it's an it's an aging population. Okay, I get that, but you know if the parents have five investment properties and the kids want a quick buck, well they'll put all of them on the market. I really want to own a home eventually. I just think that if I can <clears throat> put the hard yards in and invest most of my money, as much money as I possibly can, into anything that's an asset, whether it's a business, stocks, real estate, for as long as I can, I think that the returns on like my life are going to be better. Mm. That's just my take is simplicity. The hardest part is like, where, when do you call it? When are you like, yeah, you know what? I am satisfied. When you want to have a kid, that's when, that's like, call it. Bullshit. That's absolute shit. You are not going to call it when you get a kid. No, no, no. Sorry. (laughs) Wrong context. (laughs) When, like, Probably renting. That's when I'd be like, all right, let's get our own place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You with me? Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I can understand the benefits of a house or a home. You know, the personality, the idea that this is your piece of land and you can do what you want with it. You know, you're not going to move anytime soon unless you make that choice. You know, if you're renting, it's that fear of, okay, the, the, the landlord lifts the rent or... I think that they're probably... It was probably a really good idea for someone to push owning your own house like long ago. Well, when land was abundant, yeah, of course they were going to push it, but it's changed heaps now. Yeah, it doesn't hold the same value as it did a decade ago. It's that idea of scarcity, but which is funny. Like Australia's got that much land, but you look at you know European countries and places like Berlin where they've actually had to have a rent freeze. What's that? Like the government has forced them to freeze their rent at a certain level. 
because it's not possible to live in Berlin, like have a quality of life. Because it's expensive? Yeah, because, the, well, I mean, the supply is not there. So they can charge whatever they want. I don't know much about real estate, to be honest. I haven't paid a much. But that's just, that's just supply and demand. Yeah, everything is. You know, everyone wants to live in Berlin or Copenhagen. Well, happy days for the landlord. Just up the rent. See which... Actually, I'm not going to say that comment. Go on. <laughs> no, no. Thanks, babe. Beautiful. What's your plan for this week? This week, um, I'm actually considering going down the coast tonight um, with Eloise. Um, going down the coast, just, just, I don't know, have a night. In the That's way. such a Nathan thing to do. Well, I just missed my brother's birthday, but I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about this. <laughs> this week, um, I think I have a lot to do for the upcoming cider make that's happening. I think I'm going to see Vizzy, and I think at the end of this week, Camelotown Catholic Club is coming out to um, do some footage, basically like from food to plate. They want to run a campaign, not for Cedar Creek Cider, for Camelotown Catholic Club. So they're coming out, we're a supplier for them, so they want to come out, film probably me and my dad, um, talk about the cider, talk about the farm, make a bit of a, a film for them to run advertising against. <clears throat> so that'll be interesting. Apart from that, um, just normal work, you know, 40 hours at work and then another yeah, nice 20 hours here. Nice flex, bro. <laughs> nice flex. No, it's more than that. <laughs> I mean, the, the main thing from this uh, as well is... Um, uh, and I'm not I'm not forcing a wrap up here, but the uh, just to touch base with what everyone has been saying, I've gotten a few messages from people about feedback and what they thought of it. We appreciate the good feedback, all the bad feedback, yeah, the, all the opportunities. It. We're not we're not going to cry if you tell us that it was shit content or if if something wasn't done right. We're going to listen and try and try and adjust. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a podcast about us talking about things going on in our lives. So if you don't like it, well then that that's unfortunate. Yeah. But in terms of like what we can do to make the show a bit more professional or run a bit smoother, we're, we're open to all sorts of feedback. 100%. Or topics that you want us to talk about. Actually, would love that. Which, uh, which is fine. I mean, in terms of... Um, well, apparently, as you can probably figure out now, I'm actually a person on this show regularly. It's not just <laughs> Nathan interviewing a different person That was my favourite thing. <laughs> um, Someone... Say, yeah, who, I'm still oh, here. A couple of people like, Oh yeah, uh, can't wait for your next guest or <laughs> get someone else on there. Like, yeah, no, not really. Nah, it's but fine. No. And look, if, if you think I'm boring, please say I'm boring. But I addressed I, that in the first episode. I said, this is a podcast where I get to hang out with Nick. That was like the first thing I said. Well, it's all right. I'm but anyway, not, I love you all. I'm um, taking it personally. What was I going to say? Sorry, you made a good point and I wanted to back that up. Um, the structure we're trying to do is film on the weekend and get it posted on Friday. So we will try and do that, which means if you watch it, you have 24 hours to basically get any feedback to us so we can address it in the next episode. Um, but yeah, now we're working on it. Um, love doing this. It's good fun. The yeah. one thing I would say ending this whole thing is just pick up the phone. Yeah. Don't send the message. Don't send an email. Just pick up the phone and say, Hey, people, how are you? People fucking hate phone calls, but like you don't. A lot of people do. Do you hate phone calls? You hate it as well. I <sighs> I don't. I, I enjoy some. Um, others I don't. But 
it's super important like we just talked about this and it's something that i do not do very well i wish we had more time to talk about this right now but a quick 15 second summary nathan your industry is filled with older guys and an older demographic that like talking so what do you do you pick up the phone instead of messaging them because they want to have a phone call and yeah, chat right. shit. okay <laughs> my industry is the exact same you just call them instead of texting because they want to talk yeah, yeah that's fine i like doing that you may not like doing it, but I like shit. doing it. I just fucking don't. And don't give me the you don't have time. No, shit. I'm not. I'm just saying I, I haven't done enough, and I want to do it better. And you know what? I'll I'll try and call every supplier this week. Oh, there we go. I'll let you know how we go. Yeah, I'm looking forward to asking that. I'll um, see the difference if it was good or bad. Yeah, and then like you'll it. come back and be like, I had five missed calls, and that was it. No one answered the phone Put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. Sounds good. Grace will observe some, I'm sure. Um, no, yeah, 15 seconds. Yeah, cool. Well, that was episode three. Any feedback's appreciated. Love all the feedback. Thank you for watching always. I need to look at the camera more often. Um, you weren't looking down. You're fine. Yeah. Was I speaking in the microphone? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. That was the feedback um, from someone that was like, yeah, we, you move this around too much and you don't talk into it. Didn't touch it. Didn't you? No. Good. No. We tried a new setup. Grace's recommendation. But um, yeah, just rambling. Thanks for watching episode Thanks, three. Guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. Skull. <laughs>